the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Victory Lane with Reverend Lawrence Gray Sr., Associate Minister of Grace Bible Fellowship, Antioch, California, where Kirkland A. Smith is the senior pastor. Now, Victory Lane. I'm your host, Reverend Lawrence Gray Sr. Welcome to Victory Lane once again. Thank you for tuning in today. Uh, We're going to continue with our teaching on the subject of temptation, part three. So, we're talking about temptation. Jesus said, the prince of this, the ruler of this world, the prince of this world cometh and he has nothing in me. Jesus was speaking of Satan. Satan is the prince of the world. He is the ruler of the world in the sense of he is the ruler of the subject of evil and temptation and sin. And this is what we're talking about. And let's look at what the Bible says about the world, okay? That's what we're looking at. Turn in your Bibles. First John, the second chapter, verses 15 through 17. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes, And the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. The Bible is telling us, love not the world, the things that are in the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any of you love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. In other words, if you love anything more than God and you put that anything which is of the world, then the love of God is really isn't in you. Now, what could that be? Whatever you choose, whatever you decide to make a priority more than God is of the world. Your family, your husband, your wife, all of that is worldly. And if you put that before God, then the love of God is not in you. And the 16th verse says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh. The lust of the flesh is your physical desires. And the lust of the eyes, what you desire when you look at. And the pride of life, your self-interest is not of the Father, but is of the world. And here's the bottom line in all of that. The Bible says, And the world passeth away. All of that stuff is going to pass away. And the lust of it thereof, all of it, and the lust of it is going to pass away. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever with God. So we must remember always to be ye not of the world. Let's look at this word lust again. Let's go to Matthew 5 and 27. Matthew 5, 27 and 28. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, 
thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. Meaning if you look at a woman and you lust upon that woman and you lust to have her and you see her in, in, in your bed or in in a position of sexual gratification. You haven't even touched her, but you're looking at her in that way. Jesus said, whosoever looketh on a woman and lusts after her committed adultery already in his heart. You have committed adultery already in your heart by thinking it. You have already committed the act of sin. This is what the Bible says. Because lust leads to sin. Lust, lust leads to the conception of sin. And sin, when it is finished, when it is finished, brings forth death. So what, the, what does the Bible say also about lust being with a woman? Proverbs 6, 6th chapter. Proverbs 6, chapter, verse 22 and 23 says, For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproof of instructions are the way of life. The commandment, God's word, is a commandment. That's why David said, that word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When I have the word of God in me, it's going to lead me and it's going to guide me and keep me on the right track. For it is the law, the law of God, and it is light, and it is the instruction of the way of life. You keep the Bible and its instructions of it being holy, thinking holy. Let me say it again. Being holy, thinking holy, you are not subject to go wrong in the lust of the flesh. Proverbs 6 and 24 say, Keep thee from the evil woman, from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman. Her tongue, it's, she is beautiful. And she talks nice. She's sensuous. The Bible said, keep away from that evil woman. And, and lust not after her beauty in thine heart. Don't lust after her of her beauty in your heart. Oh, it's so tempting. It's so alluring. It's so enticing. It's so attractive. That is, that woman. Neither let, neither lust after her beauty, neither let her take thee with her eyelids. A woman can have a conversation with you and not say a word. All in the actions of her, of her body language. She can talk to you. She can lure you. She can consume you. All in her body language and the way she looks at you. Those beautiful eyes. 26 says, For by means of a whorish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread, and the adulteress will hunt for the precious life. Meaning this, you get involved with a female escort, you get involved with a prostitute, you can be brought to a piece of bread, meaning you done spent all your money and you ain't got none. Because you going to buy this woman because you lust after her. 
and you will be brought down to nothing. And the adulteress will hunt for the precious life. If a married man is having an adulterous affair with the married woman, you are risking your life because that married woman, husband, could be subject to do anything in terms of the love of his woman. And also, that married man's wife is subject to do anything for the protection of a marriage. And it could cost you your life. If we Look at it now. People are in jail behind what? The lust of the flesh, behind lusting of another woman, behind having an affair with another man, having an affair with another woman, and then the uh, adulteress or the adultery in it leads to a lot of bad stuff. People are in what? Jail and in the graveyard behind what? Lust of the flesh. Don't get caught up in that. And then the Bible says in Proverbs 6, 27, can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothes not be burned? You can't take that passion inside you and not burn. Fire in your bosom and your clothes be not be burned? No. And then the Bible says, can one go up on hot coals and his feet not be burned? No. All that passion, all that mm, allurement, all that enticement, all that lust, uh, 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 it's like fire. And you're walking on coals. And if you walk on coals, your feet are going to get burned. That's man and woman, okay? This works both ways. I'm talking to men and women. And I'm especially talking to Christian women and Christian men. Verse 29. So that he that goeth into his neighbor's wife. Let's, let, let, let's, let's break it down. I want to I make it equal. I just talked to the man. Now let me talk to the woman. So she that go into her neighbor's husband, whosoever toucheth him shall not be innocent. Whosoever toucheth her shall not be innocent. We're talking about temptation and what it can lead to. Cause misery and strife in your life and sin against God. See, it's a hard thing. Don't get me wrong. Because we're in the flesh. And Jesus said, watch and pray. In Matthew 26 and 41, watch and pray. Because the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. In my spirit, I'm willing to do right, but my flesh, in my spirit, I'm willing to do right, but indeed, my flesh is weak. And he says, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. You always got to be on alert. You always got to watch. You always got to pray to succumb, to not succumb into giving into temptation. You can't, you can't be a, a, a Christian and be in the world. You know, because the Bible says, and, and John uh, 15 and uh, 19, be in the world, but not of the world. Therefore, a Christian should not 
cannot and be not what? Caught up in the world. Be in the world, but not of the world. Now understand this, that there are people of the world who do not believe, and there are people in the world who who believe, yet they are living a worldly life. So the people of the world who don't believe live a worldly life. And then there are believers who believe, and the Bible is saying this, but I just know this, there are people who believe who are in the world living a worldly life. What? A sinful life. You cannot be associated with people of the world. Meaning you cannot live a life as a Christian and be in the world with people who don't live as Christians. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians, let's go. 2 Corinthians, the 6th chapter. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. He said, be not equally yoked with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? None. You can't be righteous and be with people who are unequally yoked unbelievers. You're running in the wrong crowd. Especially if you call yourself a Christian, you cannot be equally, you got to be, be ye not unequally yoked with unbelievers. You can't hang with them. What fellowship has has righteousness? I'm living a holy life. What do it look like, Christian? You living a righteous life, but you hanging out with unbelievers. Somebody who don't believe in God. Somebody who is not a Christian. What do it look like? It don't look like you are right with God. You either you are either with me, Jesus said, or you are against me. You can't have it both ways. You can't straddle the fence. Huh? I'm talking to somebody out there. You can't straddle the fence. You're either with God or you're not with God. You're either living righteous or you're living unrighteous. You cannot straddle the fence. And if you are a Christian and you're living unrighteous, you are wrong. You can't do that. You can't come to church, worship God, praise God, be in the choir, be in the pulpit, be in the the pews, be anywhere in the house of God every day, every time it's open, and then go back out and go into the world and hang out with people who are unequally yoked, who are not Christians, who are unbelievers, and you do the same thing that they do. What communion, the Bible says, has light with darkness? None. None. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city that sits on a hill which cannot be hid. Let your light so shine before men and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You have no business being the children of the light of the world of Jesus Christ and hanging out with people who walk in darkness. Temptation will take you there. Temptation will lead you there. And it said, and what 
And what fellowship has uh, Christ with uh, Belial? What fellowship, in other words, what fellowship do Christ have with wickedness, with the devil? Huh? Same as you, as a Christian. What fellowship do you have hanging out with the devil? What do you have in common? Nothing. And what part, I'm in, I'm in 2 Corinthians 6 chapter verse 15, and, and, uh, and what part has he that believeth with an infidel? How can you hang out with people, you're a Christian, you believe in God, and you're hanging out with someone who's an infidel, an unbeliever, not a Christian. None. You cannot have fellowship with those people. Now, I ain't saying you can't be around them because say be in the world and not of the world because you're going to be around those people even in your family. But that doesn't mean you have to hang out with them and do the things that they do. That's why I say have no fellowship with light and darkness, Christ and the devil, or as an infidel, unbelievers. You ain't got no, you, you ain't got no business with someone who oppo opposes Christianity. You got to get away from that person. Some folks. Check this out. Some folks need to go on their contact list in your phone and delete somebody. You need to delete somebody. I know I'm talking to somebody. You need to delete someone in your phone who has nothing to do with God, nothing to do with fellowship, nothing to do with Christ, but got something to do with the world, and you in communication with them. And you hanging out with them. Go on your phone. Delete. I remember my, my son had a, a, a message on his phone. And it went like this. You just reached Larry. I've made some changes in my life. If I don't call you back, you're part of the change. Delete. See? Because... You have to remember that we walk in the spirit and not the flesh. Let's go to Galatians, the fifth chapter. Galatians, chapter five. Verse 16 and 17. This I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the lust for the flesh lusted against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so thee so that ye cannot do the things that you would. Simply said is this Walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the, the lust of the flesh. Because guess what? If I'm not walking in the spirit, I'm tempted to fulfill the lust of my flesh. That's why I got to walk in the spirit so that, so that I do not be tempted to feel the lust of the flesh. Why? 
Why? Because the flesh lusted against the spirit. It's a war. It's a war inside me. It's a war inside you. Lust in the spirit. Lust in the spirit. Lust that leads to sin. Spirit that leads to God and God's will. Lust in the spirit. Therefore, I must, I must walk in the spirit. Because the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. Paul put it simple in Romans 7. I'm going there too. Right Not right now. And these two, they're contrary one to the other. It's like oil and water. So you cannot do the things that you would. You can't do the things that you would want to do. Oh, it looks so good. Ain't nobody going to see. Oh, I'm going to get away with it. No, you're not. No, you are not. The eyes of God sees everything to and fro. But that's why. That's why I'm talking to somebody. That's why you do it in darkness. That's why you wait for the night to fall. In most cases. And then when you get real bold, it doesn't matter. Because your conscience has become seared. You know what a seared conscience is? When they used to brand animals, I'm sure they still do. They brand those cows and put that branding iron on them. That's seared on that cow. And it hurts for a moment. It hurts for a moment, and then the pain goes away. But that brand is still there. That's what happens with sin. That's what happens when sin becomes seared in your being. It, it's branded on you. That brand is on you for a moment. Then you feel guilt. You feel hurt. You feel remorse. You feel shame. But the brand is there, and it's seared in your being, and after a while, there's no more feeling of guilt, there's no more feeling of shame, there's no more feeling of remorse, there's no more feeling of none of that, and you become what you are, living in sin. You don't feel bad about it no more. It doesn't move you anymore. Be careful. If you get like that, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. You need to repent and get right with God. And get right with God. That's all. Okay? He said that. He said, because the flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And so, check this out. Go to Romans 6. Romans 6. I'm going to try to get this. I'm going to try to finish this part. Romans 6 chapter. Verse 1 and 2. We're going to cover quite a bit here. Romans 6, 1 and 2. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Temptation leads to sin. Okay? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Because you're under God's grace, I can continue to live in sin. Verse 2. God forbid... How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? How shall we who are dead to sin continue to live therein? Huh? How shall we do that? Verse 3 to 5. Know ye not that so many of us who were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. 
Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in the newness of life. For if we be planted together with him in the likeness of his death, we shall also in the be in the likeness of his resurrection. Let, let me let me let me let, let me break it down. Therefore, we are buried by baptism when we got baptized, believed in Christ, and went into that watery grave. We were baptized into the death of Christ, and that like as Christ was rose from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so, we should walk in the newness of life when we came out that watery grave being baptized in Jesus Christ. We should be walking in the newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we should also in the likeness, we should also be in the likeness of his resurrection. We should as you're a new creature. And you in the likeness of Christ should be in you when you raise up from the baptism of Christ into the newness of life in, in the same resurrection as he is with the Father. You have resurrected into this life in the newness of life. We're going to pick back up on this and continue right where we are leaving off Romans the 6th chapter. And we're going to begin at the Sixth verse. Amen. Amen. I'm Reverend Lawrence Gray. Tune in again with us next week to Victory Lane. God bless you. God keep you. Join Reverend Gray next week as he continues to teach you on temptation. You can hear all Reverend Gray's teaching on the book of Acts at gospel1190.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 